Publishing for Profit podcast is brought to you by Ghostwriters and Co. Earn more money by publishing better content and learn how to increase your thought leadership so you can build your brand. Head over to ghostwritersandco.com for more information. That's ghostwritersandco.com. And now, your host, Joel Mark Harris. Hello, and welcome to the Publishing for Profit podcast. This is your host, Joel Mark Harris. Today, we are interviewing Isabel Mercier. This is actually her second time on the show. So if you haven't checked out um, her previous interview, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, As always, she brings such amazing value and information and knowledge uh, to the show. Isabel is the co-founder and CEO of Leap Zone Strategies and one of the most inspirational branding, marketing, and customer experience keynote speakers. Isabel is born to catapult passionate entrepreneurs and thought leaders to build businesses, brands, and design to make life better. As one of North America's top business influencers, best-selling authors, two-time TEDx speaker with over 2.5 million views and TV show host, Isabel brings 25 years of branding, marketing, and customer experience expertise. She has worked with more than 500 companies, including some very influential iconic brands that you know, including A&W, Earl's Restaurants, IMAX Corporation, and HSBC, just to name a few. Uh, so Isabel, this time we talk about mindset and we talk about persuasion, which are two very important topics. Uh, persuasion, especially, is very close to my heart because uh, it's just something that everybody needs to learn, everybody needs to get better at, especially entrepreneurs. Um, Isabel also was kind enough to gift me uh, one of the courses, Build to Rock, which I'm super excited to talk about and to learn more. Um, So follow me on uh, all the social media channels. I'll talk a little bit more about it on the podcast as well as I go through the course. But I am super excited to start because I know Isabel will just bring so much value um, and I'll learn so much from her you know, every time I talk to her, I just learn something new and and I just build up those skill sets, which is super important, as you know, as an entrepreneur. Uh, So uh, having said that, um, this is Isabel's amazing conversation. We go through so much. She just spews so much great information. Uh, So without further ado, here is Isabel. Isabel, thank you so much for returning on the show. You must be glutton for punishment if you want to do this again. No, you're awesome. Your show is awesome. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am very happy to have you. Obviously, I know you're super busy. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. You're welcome. Yeah. So I want to, I mean... I was looking back at our previous conversation and, you know, we've been emailing back and forth and seeing what, you know, areas we can touch on and go deeper in. And one of them, I think, is the is mentorship. And um, so I want to ask you some of your mentors over the years and who stands out for you in terms of getting you because obviously, you know, you run a very successful business. You impact so many people. Um, so who, yeah, who's who's helped you along the way? Well, you know, I'll start with the obvious close to me. My mom has been a great mentor for me. Uh, my dad as well in different ways. My dad was a radio talk show host and my mom was a hairdresser. I mean, my dad has passed away. My mom is still alive, but she's no longer. She's retired. Um, but I, I spent a lot of work, a lot of time um, going to the radio station and TV station with my dad and, you know, learning about uh, his mentors and me being mentored by him and learning um, persuasion, which we'll talk about today, uh, learning about persuasion and influence and impact and, and 
delighting, delighting other people and just, you know, wowing and delighting people. It's, those are things that people tend to forget. And you either, you, you can learn that, but if you if you get that from family and the day-to-day -day at home, it, it helps a lot, right? So my mom and my dad were great mentors for me. Um, and then I've had, you know, I've been in business for almost 30 years. So I've had a, a series of coaches that have truly helped me um, move the needle forward and grow and scale. And some of them, you know, Jaden Sterling is the person that I'm that that he's mentoring and coaching me right now. Kevin Lawrence has been an amazing coach for me. He only works with, you know, major, lar much larger organizations. Um, my wife, Margarita, has been a great influence and mentor for me. Just her communication skills are have taught me a lot. So there's, you know, there's friends and family that are mentors, but then there's mentors that I have paid and are still paying a, a, a good chunk of change. Um, for them to help my, help keep my head out of my ass, as I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So for somebody maybe who like who doesn't have the because I mean I think you were very lucky you had a very entrepreneurial family, but for somebody who may not have that who um, may not have those close connections, where can somebody find a good mentor? Because I think that's it's really tough to find a person that is. That connects with you and you connect with them. So yeah, there's, a place to look. there's, there's definitely associations, you know, there's uh, associations mentor um, for, for um, women on women in business for men in business, there's associations that you can look at, and then they match you a little bit like match.com, but it's a mentor mentee situation. Um, I, I like to get clear on what I want, what my expectations are from a mentor or a coach and, and see if it's a mentor, cause mentor and coach are different. A mentor is usually someone who is already extremely successful in business, has been there, done that, um, are either retired or they don't work actively. They don't wear all the hats in their business, business or businesses anymore. And they want to give back. So, they would not tell you what to do. They would just like they would just kind of say, hey, this is what has worked for me. And you might want to apply something like that in your business. And you might have a couple a couple a session a month or a session per, per quarter. A coach is someone that you're paying to really look under the hood of your business and to look at what's working, what's not working, what is missing, to look at what are the strategies to help you grow, and then you meet on a more regular basis. So that's a little bit of difference between uh, a mentor and a coach. Sometimes the mentors are paid mentors, sometimes they're free, right? But with a coach, at least you are, you know that you are paying for someone that has your business your your business's success at heart and their their success is only as good as your success right so now i look for someone that is, has been referred to me for example because you know i look for what do i want what are my goals and if i don't know what my goals are because a coach can help you figure that out but you know it's a, it's around what do i need most to elevate in myself. And then I look for someone that I connect with, but that is not because I'm a very strong personality. If someone is strong, I need someone strong enough to be able to go no, or what is wrong with you, Isabel, right? Because I, I do have a strong personality. So, so for me, it's about connecting with the coach or the mentor at a level that I know that I look up to them. They've been, they are where I want to be. And they're not afraid to tell it like it is in working with me. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, not totally. Is it? I mean, I loved how you describe the difference between a mentor and a coach. Do you suggest that, like, can you have too much of both or would you choose one or the other? Or how do you look at those two relationships? Well, 
you can have too much because you know most people would say you can't have too much but it's is if the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand and suddenly you have a bunch of siloed conversations that contradict themselves then that you're kind of stuck in the middle so if you wanted to have a coach and a mentor for example i would keep mindset and um i would keep specific personal how to up level my mastery my skills learning from their personal experience i would keep that maybe for the mentor and then the coach it depends on what kind of coach because if you had me as a coach for example we look at mindset we look at under the hood we look at the branding the marketing and and the efficiency system side of your business so we are kind of a mentor and a coach and a cheerleader and a whipper <laughs> we're at, we're we're all of that within our coaching methodology but i have a couple of coaches i have one that is more on the personal growth side and one that is more on the money and business growth side now both touch on personal because a business is nothing a business doesn't exist without people right so first the people when people say i'm a business coach what they mean is they are an entrepreneur coach right because they are a coach of people that own businesses because businesses without people they're they're nothing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so you talked about mindset and i'd like to dive a little bit deeper into that and so what how should a entrepreneur approach mindset well, I don't know if you can approach mindset. I think you can up-level your mindset, right? So first of all, mindset is how you think and how you think dictates how you act and how you, how you act dictates your results. So if you think, it's so hard to find parking. I can never find good parking. Well, you're never going to find good parking because the universe complies. The universe's job is to give you what you say and think the most. So if you're, you know, afraid of cancer and all you think about is not getting cancer, I have news for you. You're, you're very dangerous. So stop thinking about cancer because that's that's exactly what you're going to bring upon so if you look at the mindset of the top two percent entrepreneurs on this planet their mindset is they understand the power of intention right so they know exactly who they are and who they want to be experienced as so for example they're very intentional the top two percent their mindset is very intentional how I want to interact with people. I want to interact. I want them to experience me as caring, engaged and inspiring. And I have that on my post. Like I have that on, on my monitor because as I'm annoyed, as I am tired and as I am triggered, I need to be reminded, do I want to be the greatest leader that I can be and have the right mindset? Or do I want to fall short and be triggered, get mad and start screaming, right? So as part of the top 2%, I want to make sure that I come from a caring perspective, that I'm intentionally about being engaged. It doesn't matter what happens here. If a bomb goes off, I'm with you and I'm engaging with you. And I, I hope that you feel that I'm fully present and I hope that your community feels that as well. And then the third thing is I want to be inspiring. So I'm very intentional with how I communicate. I also want to be present, right? This is what I want for myself. I want to be present. I want to be joyful and I want to continue being bold. So the top 2% mindset is very intentional and very disciplined. A lot of people think time is of the issue. Time is an issue. Lack of time is an issue. And lack of time, I compare this to a woman's purse. Joel, what happens when a woman has a much bigger purse? What happens? They dig through everything. They take out. That is correct. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> the bigger the, pur the purse, the more crap goes in it. Same thing with the time, right? 
If you're not purposeful and focused, and if you don't know how to prioritize your time, you will always be looking for more time. The key is not more time, the key is more discipline. So the top 2% are very intentional with everything, with how they think, how they prepare for their day, how they open a day, how they close the day, how they have conversation, how they prep for conversations. They're also very disciplined. They understand the difference between the vital few important things versus the trivial many that are filled in your calendar that don't really matter. Right. So that's that's a mind. That's a role mind, a role model mindset It's just being attention, operating with attention, intention and love. And then um, the third uh, item that the top two percent mindset uh, operate by is the demonstration of passion. So, you know, they're very passionate about what they do, about who they work with and they see the positive side of things. That doesn't mean that they can't see the blocks and the, the, the roadblocks and the potholes, but they're always solution-minded versus, oh crap, this is not gonna work, right? So how do we approach, and, and a great example, see my poster behind, right? Mindset mm -hmm. is everything. What, what you need to understand is mindset is as strong as the undertow of an ocean. If you're rowing east and you're rowing east like crazy, but the undertow is going west, it doesn't matter how hard you row, you're going west, right? So think of mindset as the undertow of an ocean, which is basically the underlying energy with which you attract. Because a lot of people go, goes the, the law of attraction doesn't work. Oh, the law of attraction works. It's always working. It's what you're thinking about that's attracting what you're attracting. And so it's always working. It's working in your favor or not in your favor. That's all part of mindset. Is that, is that helpful? Yes, very. I always love your analogies, by the way. I still remember from our last conversation about the jungle. Oh, yeah. I think it's very vivid and it really helps to bring a point to life. So thank totally. you for that. You're welcome. I am the analogy queen. <laughs> uh, I want to... So, I mean, that's a lot to take in. Is that something? Because I don't, I was thinking as you're talking about, oh, you know, I can't do that by myself. Like I can't, you know, have that positive mindset all the time. I need help with that. I can't that. either. Yes. Yeah. So my question is, is that something that you can do all by yourself? Because I know a lot of people were, you know, when they're thinking about hiring a business coach or finding a mentor, like, well, I can, you know, they, they tell me everything I know, but yet they don't do it often, right? So what would you say to somebody who is just does, who thinks that they can do it all themselves without having help or having some sort of outside influence, let's say. So I'll give you another analogy. So let's say you're a uh, Olympian wannabe and you've been training all your life for the Olympics. Um, let's say you're a gymnast and you know how to flip, you know how to do 13 flips, you know, 20 flips in a row. Do you still have a coach to bring you to the Olympics? Yeah, you do for sure. Why? Because mindset goes into the gutter because discipline, you can't have all the discipline and all, all by yourself. You know, it's not about knowing what you need to do. It's about having someone who is invested in your success that is not in the muck of it, right? Not in the day to day. I have different perspectives from my coaches. There are times where I'm like, ah, this can't work. And then they're like, why not? Well, because of all these things. And then they're like, why not? Well, so a coach allows me, even though I, this is what I do for a living. I'm very good at what I do for a living. Why do I hire someone to do for me what I do for others? Because when you're in the frame, you can't see the picture. When you're in the pickle jar, you can't see the calorie label. You know, you can't see the instruction outside the jar. So it brings different perspective. And for those of you out there who want to do it alone, great, do it alone. You're going to suffer more. You're, it's going to take you a lot longer to get from here to there. 
And you may have the satisfaction that you've done it alone, but I'll tell you what, doing it alone is not a badge of honor. Doing it alone to me is insanity. Um, why would you not have, if you were to go into a, a, um, a crazy forest, would you not rather have a map before you get in, lost into the forest, right? So um, to those of you who think you are heroes and you can do it on your own, don't. I mean, just just get some assistance. It's mm. going to go way better, way faster. You're going to have a better journey about it. And and it's all you can't even see. Einstein said you can't fix a problem the same from the same person or perspective that's created it. So right there, Einstein wasn't stupid. <laughs> Follow <laughs> Einstein's path. <laughs> I, I think this um, ducktails into my next kind of question. And you know, during uh, before our talk, I was looking at some of your videos and. You know, obviously, you have, you have so many great uh, videos about so many great things. But one that really stuck out for me was, um, and I think it was one, there's a recent one that you and Margarita did, and it was all about investing in yourself and how it used to be the case that, um, you know, investing in yourself was something nice that you could do and something that you, you could progress you it was luxury before there's a luxury before but now it's a necessity and so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about why you think that's the case well there's a lot of competition out there you know everybody with a computer or a phone can actually claim themselves to be able to do what what you every single one of you listening today claim to do and so gone are the days where you can have you know a couple of good lines on a sales page and then suddenly people buy you know um so investing in yourself is a necessity because again it's it's the the map before you get to the um to the forest and it's your growth ceiling is is where it we all have a growth ceiling all of all of us no matter where we are billionaires poor, doesn't matter. We have a growth ceiling and our growth ceiling is only, can only grow as you grow. And as you see different perspectives and as you see other people, I, I always say, um, the people that say that something cannot be done, there's always a successful exception to that rule. You can always find someone who's done precisely what you think cannot be done. And by investing in yourself, basically that's what you're doing. You're looking at different perspectives. You're looking at e elevating yourself and your mastery so that you can raise the ceiling of growth for yourself and for your team and for your company. Uh, and you've heard of this expression, you know, you're only as good as your client's results or you're only as strong as your weakest link. That's why you need to invest in yourself. Yeah. And so the other part of the video you're talking, I mean, this audience is all entrepreneurs, but you talk a little about people who are employed and work a nine to five job. And for people who have those friends, you know, I think it's, you know, it's, yeah, like you said, it's super important that they too invest in themselves because if COVID has taught us anything that nothing is certain and you know, with so many people out of work, you need to keep upgrading your skills. So for, I'm curious to, to know what, where should people who work a nine to five job, who maybe have a friend who works nine to five, a spouse, whatever, where should they start investing in themselves if they've never done it before? You know, uh, this is going to sound like uh, a conflict of interest right here, what I'm about to say, but uh, Margarita and I just created a, a program, an online program that is massively affordable. It's normally $500. It's down to $97 due to COVID. $97, 12 modules on mindset. It's called Mindset Mastery Code. And we've designed it not solely for entrepreneurs. We've designed it for human beings, <laughs> whether you have a career, whether you're wanting to, you know, up level and and get a raise or ask for what you're wanting or ask for reduced hours, ask for doesn't matter what you want to ask. 
what you want to achieve in your life, in your business and in your career, that particular, this is why we created this program. It's called Mindset Mastery Code, and you can find it on the Leap Zone Learning Lab. So leapzonelearninglab.com. Um, and, and there are books, you know, there are books on how to elevate yourselves and persuasion is one of the topic that we're going to tackle at some point here. And I'll let you lead on that, but persuasion is definite, whether you're at a job in a career, whether you want to go up, you want to go side to side where literally persuasion is everyday language, right? Whether I want you to buy a book or go see a book, whether I want you, anything is persuasion nowadays. And the people who are most influential are people who have persuasion skills. And people are afraid of that word because they mix persuasion with manipulation. And manipul manipulation is basically persuasion without a conversation. It's more of a it's manipulation might be used for bad, whereas persuasion can be used more for good. Because if you can't persuade me to do something, whether it's a parent persuading their children to clean their rooms or uh, an entrepreneur persuading their prospect to actually buy their coaching or their products, persuasion is literally what it is. It's it's a conversation that highlights the value of something that can make someone's life better. They have to see that it can make life better, right? Basically, it, that's what persuasion is. Um, and up-leveling your skills in your, in your industry or in your genius, whether you're at a job or in your, in, within your own business, the key is to be more valuable and the moment that you're more valuable. So if you don't up level yourself, you'll you won't become more valuable. Someone else will up level themselves, therefore become more valuable than you. And people value people for the value that they bring on the table. So the more you can up level yourself on a constant basis and learn to be more influential, to be more persuasive, then you can lead better. You can lead your family, your friends, your colleagues, your clients, your prospects. And that all that doesn't happen by just, you know, watching Netflix, twiddling your thumbs. It, it happens by being curious and learning and continually learning on how you can up level yourself so that you can be more valuable. So that so that so that, you know? Mm, yes. OK, let's yeah, let's dive into persuasion then. Um, and I'm glad that you suggested this topic because it is one that is close to my heart and I agree with you. It, it, a lot of people think of it as a dirty word or something that, oh, I can't, I can't do that or I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It is very valuable. So what are some tools that people can use? Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm either persuasive or not. That's just in my personality. But it, it is something you can learn. So how, how do you learn? Well, um, there are lots of books, you know, there are books on influence and on persuasion. Uh, there are lots of books on, on, on that subject for sure. Um, but there's a, first you have to desire, uh, having more persuasion in your life and, and what is persuasion, right? Persuasion is making a case. It's making a case for a change. So if you have cases to make for change, which of course everybody does, then learning more about persuasion is absolutely key. So books, um, I also have a, a, a masterclass specifically on persuasion. Um, I'm about to record that this week. So I'll give you the link once that is uh, recorded. It's literally around what is persuasion. The title of the of the masterclass is a three part formula for thinking through any situation. And the, the masterclass is called persuasion. So I teach what is persuasion. What do you need to do to prepare for a conversation, a persuading conversation before, during and after? And then I actually give the three part formula for elevating your level of persuasion, which will help you in absolutely everything you do, whether again, whether it's to have your children do something or stop doing something, whether it's uh, in your business, selling more, 
um, for to make life better. I mean, that all that all helps um, tremendously. Mm, but I, I think persuasion uh, is used. Sorry, go ahead. If you're not if you're not a good persuader, you 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 will have zero influence in your mm. life. I think mindset comes into that as well, for sure. Um, I, and I think for me, one of the most important things about, you know, if you're having, I guess, a sales call or whatever, a persuasive conversation is, is um, being prepared for that conversation and what may come up. Can you talk a little bit about what sort of things people should be should prepare for when they have that conversation. Absolutely. In fact, part of that masterclass, when I talk about before, during and after the before is all about preparation, you know, and, and having said that, you know, no great leader um, wings the debate, right? They all prepare to actually, you know, further debate, no great influencers wings the Ted talk, no months of preparation, right? Uh, no great parent wings a bullying talk with their children. No, they think they, they prepare for an intelligent conversation with their kid, right? So the before preparation is first, you have to have clear outcomes, right? What is the outcome of this conversation? Is this a sales conversation and the outcome is to persuade someone to buy the very thing that's going to truly help them? Uh, is it a conversation with the children so that they're able to do this or not do that? So clear outcome, one, not many, one clear outcome from in that preparation. Then you have to have a clear offer. And I don't just mean a money offer for entrepreneurs. It's got, there's got to be a clear ask, right? The ask could be, hey, this prog program will help you. Or, hey, could you do this for me? Could you not do this anymore, right? So there has to be a clear offer. Then after that, there has to be a clear understanding of why you, why you, right? Meaning, so if I'm the one that is having the persuading conversation, why me? Why would you listen to me? Why would you trust what I'm saying? Very clear. You've got to be very clear about that. And then this is this is what you've said the that that you uh, like of me is my metaphors or my examples. You have to have great metaphors and examples to visually explain your concept, because when someone is able to visually connect with the example, they're able to understand. Um, what your perspective is. Therefore, they're able to agree with it more. So objection, those are called objection killer metaphors. Mm. Um, and then you need to understand triggers. You know, triggers, uh, there are mental triggers that get people to move forward from a persuasion co uh, conversation. You know, there's the there's the pride trigger, you know, someone's pride gets in the way or helps them move forward. There's, you know, the aspirational trigger, you know, someone wants to be a hero or wants to actually do well or do good for their business or for their company. You know, there's the scar scarcity trigger like, ooh, this is a limited, limited amount of time. So there's eight of these triggers that actually when you understand those triggers, you can have a more persuasive conversation. My goal isn't to convince people to work with us. My goal is to help people get out of their own way so that they could choose to work with us or someone else, but so that they could choose to invest in themselves. I, my goal is to get them out of their own way. And if I believe that they would be better served by us rather than someone else, then my duty is to be a better persuader because I want them to be well served. I want them to learn. I want them to succeed. And if my belief is they're better served with me than without me, then the conversation, the yes at the end rides on my ability to communicate with influence. Make sense? Yeah. Is there a difference? Because when you you when you persuade in person or a phone call, uh, is that a different persuasion than when you use like written copy or video or social media? Same, same, same persuasion method. So when I when I record this masterclass, you'll have all the steps. Um, 
And uh, by the time most of your community listens to this, the masterclass will be up and running. So you'll have the link, but, um, but it's the same. I mean, of course, if you're in a conversation, the goal is to have you have the other person agree with you all the time verbally. Yes, I agree. Yes, you're, you're right. Oh my God. Yes, you totally get me. In copy, you need to still engage in masterclasses. In masterclass, when I deliver, deliver a masterclass to a brick wall, right? Because I can't see the people. I have to go, I'm sure that you resonate with me on this. When I say this, does that remind you of this, this and that? I know they're going, yes, oh yes, oh yes. Right, so it's the same components. You're just one of them when you're face to face with someone, you can see them, you can see their reactions, you can see their body language and you can address the body language. When you're in copy, you need to foresee, you need to predict what the response is gonna be. This is why in copy you see, and I can hear you say right now, no, 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 this won't work for me. That's precisely what that is. But we have to do it that way in copy because we can't see the person in front of us, you know? Mm. You mentioned that your dad helped you hone these skills. Can you talk a little bit about how he was persuasive and what you learned from him? Yeah, well, he was a advertising man. So he literally created amazing advertising on the radio and on television for products and services. And uh, he was the voice also um, recording those advertising. So he understood that one, for someone to buy, there needs to be a missed opportunity that is big enough. So there has to be an opportunity cost and there needs to be an answer to what is the risk because for every, for every yeses or nos, there is an opportunity cost and there is a risk. There's a risk to buy a program online. There's also a massive opportunity cost to not buy this program online. And I talk about that with my Build to Rock program because the people that have waited too long or not too long, but longer to buy Build to Rock or to enroll in Build to Rock regretted it later. And there's there's some conversations that I can't win. You know, There's mindset issues, there's specific things, there's lack of confidence issues that if they only went into the program, it would help them. So I learned with my dad that there's for every yes and for every no, there are um, risks and costs. And there's a term that I use in its um, uh, trade-offs. Mm. So there are trade-offs. I traded off huge amount of freedom that when I went from a 700 square foot paid off condo to a 5.5 acre equestrian estate, am I more comfortable here? Yes. Am I very fortunate to have been able to create this for myself? Yes. Did I trade off a hell of a lot of freedom? You bet I did. Right? So every yes and every no has an opportunity cost and a risk. And you, he taught me that when you understand the opportunity cost, right? What's gonna happen if you don't solve this problem? <gasps> well, I'm gonna have 10 years more of this crap. Well, 10 years more of this crap costs a hell of a lot more than the tuition for Built to Rock. Let me tell you that, right? So once you understand the opportunity cost or the risks or the objections from buying, right? The little, the little man on the left shoulder or the little woman on the left shoulder that goes, don't do that, don't buy it, don't spend for that, blah, blah, blah. Those all have ramifications. And when you know that the ramification is worse than the action of buying or enrolling itself, if you can't have this intelligent conversation, you're losing out. Two parts, you're losing out on generating revenue for you. Worse though, you're actually cheating someone from being served by you. Mm. You talked a little bit about getting out of your own way um, earlier. Is it, how do you, cause I think there was like a, there's an indication within you that like, there's this, this fear that if I spend this money that I, you know, I'm gonna lose out um, or I just don't have the confidence to do that. Is there like a trigger or a way that you can um, 
you can see that within yourself and say and overcome that. Well, I will give you a TEDx example. Um, I said no. I was one of the fortunate ones that been asked to do a TEDx. TEDx. Most of the time, you have to audition. Which my second TEDx, I went through the proper channel of auditioning and a very very um, stressful. Um, but the first, I, I was asked three years in a row to do a TEDx, and I, I said no three years in a row, and I blamed it on I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I know how much preparation this requires. I don't have the time. But eventually, the time thing, I went, is this really time? Where am I shitting at girls? You know? And, and then I got reminded of my big vision. At the time, my vision was to impact a million, a million people. And I thought this was going to take me a lifetime. And then I thought, huh, if I said yes to a TEDx, one, I would have to grow a pair, which is good for me. Two, I would have to bust through a bunch of fears and limitations that I that are that are stopping me in other ways in my life and in my career. And I would most likely reach that impact goal much sooner. Not only that, I reached it within a year and I thought that was a lifelong uh, plan, right? So this is one of those things that my little intuition kind of told me you're just being a chicken shit. Um, but then I kept, and now the time issue was real. I didn't invent that, but there was an underlying fear there that I wasn't willing or ready to address until, until I was, until, until I looked at what, what I want to create and the impact that I want to create has to be greater than the fear. When the fear is greater than the impact that you want to make, there's not much you can do about that. But suddenly when the impact that you want to make and the aspiration and inspiration you want to create in the world, you're more connected to that than the fear of the thing itself, you win. Now that's what I call you're playing to win rather than playing not to lose. Very different. Mm. I'm wondering if you could talk about uh, your genius, because this is a concept that you talk about a lot in your videos. You used it today. Um, so what, what, is, what do you mean by that? So every person, every company, every product has a genius in it, right? Because every service or every product or everybody on the planet is here to make life better. This is my humble opinion. Um, and when you don't know what makes you unique, what makes you the first, the best or the only, when you don't know that and you don't know how to communicate that in a way that other people are going to go, where the hell have you been all my life? I've been looking for this solution for a long time and you seem to be the right fit. So many, 97% of entrepreneurs out there, I don't care what size, do not know. I work with small solo micropreneurs and I also work with um, large organizations with thousands of employees. Most of them do not know what their brand stands for, what makes them unique. Why would, as a prospect, why would I buy A instead of B if they seemed the same or if they were priced the same or better? If A, which is what I sell, is 10 times more expensive than B, why would someone still choose A, right? That's the key here. And that is about figuring out what your money generation generating edge is, your X factor, your, your secret sauce. And when that's the tipping point, when you know what makes you different, when people hire us, they get, they get to look under the hood of their brand, their business, their marketing, their systems and procedures. We have eight key areas that we, that we look at when we work with a company from training their staff to all of that. So basically, instead of hiring five, six companies, they can just hire one way simpler for everybody and way less siloed conversation. So that process for us is called the trifecta, the leap zone trifecta, positioning, personality, performance. And within that, there are eight key areas for growth. That is our secret sauce. 
That is what makes us different from a branding agency, from a marketing agency. From last week, someone said, why would I hire you, Isabel, as my website uh, and brand elevator? And I said, because as you grow, you'll be able to leverage all of our services. We'll be able to coach your team. We'll be able to coach you. We'll be able to continue working on your website and on your social media and on your all of that without having to go somewhere else and having to start all over explaining who you are, what you do, blah, 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 with a new person. That's a massive, a massive plus. Now, some X factors are you know, delivery pizza. When pizza started delivering years and years and years ago, you're probably too young for this, but to remember this, but before Panagopolis, there was no pizza delivery within 20 minutes, right? Uh, or it was free. That was a, that became an X factor, right? It was like, oh, why would I buy from another place when I can get this and risk if they're late of a minute, that pizza is free. Yay, right? So that's why the genius is the tipping point that get people to go, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what we teach in our Build to Rock program. So Build to Rock is designed specifically to help solopreneurs, micropreneurs, small business owners really get clear on what makes them different, how to communicate that, make clear on how to plan for your goals, how to stay focused. We have the Build to Rock program is literally four. It's four programs into one. And um, most people, you know, most people have a focus and time management issue. Build to Rock helps with that. Brand positioning and customer experience. Build to Rock helps with that. Marketing and social media. A lot of people lose sleep over, over that. And then business planning for profitable growth. All of that and then some is delivered in, in the program. I designed it this way because I didn't want people to have to buy five, six, seven programs to actually set their, their brand and their business up for success. I want to talk a little bit about content because you've got so much wonderful content. You know, I could probably spend days, months on your website, just going over all your videos, all your blog posts. So, you know, obviously you spend a lot of time crafting those, making sure that they have the right message. So I want to ask you, how do you think about content? How I think about content is um, what are my clients and prospects needing the most right now, right? So times change. You said it earlier, right? If COVID taught us something is change will happen. Now that we've always known, but now it's more flagrant. <laughs> but when I think of content, I look at what is what are my online? What am I hearing? What are the what are the patterns that I'm hearing of of people? What are they talking about? What do they want to know? What's being shared online? What are my clients struggling with? And then from there, uh, and what do I know that small business, all small business owners are, are struggling with? From there, I can I create content. So every Leap TV episode has been created with my prospects and clients questions and problems and issues and worries. And then I actually turn the subject into something, a teachable moment, right? But that's how I think of content. I think of what do people need most to hear most right now? And what's my unique take and perspective on it? And then how can I share it in a way that's gonna be helpful for my peeps? So I wanna wrap up with one last question. And this is kind of a fun one. Um, and that is, what is your favorite Leap TV episode or one that stands out or one that you think um, can benefit the most people? Oh, boy, there's like 80 Leap TV episodes. Yeah, there's a um, lot there. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, there's a few. One of them is about how to be the first, the best or the only, um, which is a masterclass as well. But the other one is is your business set up to thrive? I think it's the, it's the, it's the title. It's about organizational chart. And it's mm. it, what it does is even if you're only the only one in your business, it actually demonstrates all the hats, all the roles that one has to play. And in a larger organization, one person plays a role. Another person plays another role, but in a small business, 
all these roles have to be fulfilled. And often they're peppered, all the roles are peppered with your name, right? But once you see in terms of roles and that your name is peppered out there, then you can start going and looking at the list and go, hmm, I'm gonna delegate this role. I'm gonna delegate this role to so-and-so. That way I don't have to wear that hat anymore or part of this role. So then you can actually start detethering yourself from all the roles that are in your business. Because if you continue doing all the roles in your business, you'll never grow. Your ceiling for growth will be really low. But with that chart, it visually, it's strikingly, it goes um, to actually show you all the roles that you play. And then you can actually start by looking at the roles that don't inspire you, that they could be done by a 15 to $20 an hour instead of your rate of 100 or 150 or whatever. Um, but seeing it makes a big difference. And I know that a lot of people have commented um, in our social media going, oh my God, that one was such a, such a pivotal one for me. So that might be one to say. Mm. Well, Isabel, thank you so much. You're so easy to interview because you have so, so much great knowledge. Um, I'm going to post all the links and, um, into the show notes, but just remind us again about, uh, your upcoming masterclass and your course and anything else you want to mention. Yeah, Build to Rock. Uh, you can have more information at build with a D, buildtorock.com. It's by application only. Um, you'll have a conversation with one of us to make sure that Build to Rock is the right program for you. We only accept people who we know will succeed um, or that they can learn. That's a methodology with which they can learn from because not everybody learns from online effectively. Um, and so build to rock. And then the other is on leapzonelearninglab.com. And the program is called the Mindset Mastery Code, uh, which is all about mindset and up-leveling you and your mastery of yourself so that you can um, kick some butt. Uh, and of course, lots of Leap TV episodes at leaptv.com. Um, which leads to our website, basically leapzonestrategies.com. Lots of tutorials, lots of free content and masterclasses. Um, and then of course, we would love, love, love to um, see your application for Build to Rock and see if uh, Build to Rock is the program to help you kick some real awesome butt during and after COVID. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much again um, and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you're very welcome. My pleasure anytime. Thank you for listening to Publishing for Profit. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.